We continue to wait for some sort of clarity on what the future of the Phillies franchise will have in store for us as the Gabe Kapler decision is still yet to be made. This is Phillies Damrios, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, October the 10th. As, um, it, is, it is wild, but it continues to go on with no resolution as there's been a lot of reporting about different things. We'll dive into it all, but the summation of it all is that John Middleton is yet to make his decision on Gabe Kapler, and we continue to wait which is wild at this point. And we'll look at both sides of the coin in terms of, you know, what's right, what's wrong, why maybe Middleton's doing it, what the the good and the bad could be. Um, But it is, um, it is really, it's wild. I I think it's astounding. Every other team that has had a managerial decision to make has made it. And the Phillies stand alone Uh, for a little while. We supposed and inferred that maybe, Matt Klentak's job was on the line as well because of the amount of time it was taking, and then it seemed that that got clarified that it was not. And then, um, obviously, Matt Klentak is now fighting for Gabe Kapler to keep his job. That is his guy, the guy he hired. He is very publicly supported. And um, and Middleton's still making the decision. Middleton has flown to different players' houses to talk to players about it. And seems to be doing what's been described as a thorough and meticulous job in terms of trying to decide what the correct decision is to make. And, and uh, again, we'll get into the, the good and the bad ultimately. I think there's merit to both sides, and we ultimately don't know. But I think right now, no matter what, it is certainly in terms of the fan base engendered a, a fair bit of, of angst and consternation as the fan base, a fan base that already obviously not a huge fan of the regime in place, very clearly from Gabe Kapler to Matt Glentak to Andy McPhail, and very disappointed with the 81 and 81 season on the heels of the 80 and 82 season the year prior, on the heels of, you know, six years prior of not making the playoffs, eight years total of not making the playoffs as a fan base that has grown weary and, um, really obviously deserves a better baseball product. And look, I understand that uh, ultimately John Middleton has decided to certainly, it seems, bring Matt Klintek and, and Andy McPhail back. And it seems as this drags out that it's more likely Gabe Kapler will come back as well, even though there are rumors of, of other managers being interested in stuff. We'll dive into that, obviously, as well. But um, it is... Uh, it, it, it certainly, this whole process has not engendered goodwill, I would say, with the fan base at large, I would say, in that I think most of the fan base is, is pretty frustrated with this situation, frustrated with the team, how they performed, and the fact that there's a really good chance the entire power structure that was in charge of, of this disappointment and clearly a team that had real holes, and I know that injuries are excuses and they're blaming certain things but ultimately we all know a institutional failure in terms of of talent and depth of talent and certainly down the minor leagues a, a major issue as well so um i think a fan base that rightfully so is 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 frustrated and disappointed with this power structure and not only does it look like that power structure will return and certainly the most important piece of that power structure and the mac piece looks like it's absolutely going to return 
Um, so I, I think it's a fan base that when, when they're in the situation, they're, they're growing frustrated with the, the weight now on top of the, the pending potential of, of this um, structure coming back. I think the, the weight and the time that it's taking, and, and again, I'll get into the good and the bad of that, but um, certainly in terms of the fan base, the bad has been that it has, has seemed to symbolize that there is indecision and that there isn't much of a plan and and ultimately this fan base is growing uh testy and i I think a decision comes soon that's what everyone keeps saying but again we've expected a decision for a little while so it's gonna be really fascinating i don't know how much longer we can string this thing out some interesting notes from from yesterday from from some people around uh matt gelb talking about it, saying that the Gabe Kapler is uh, Middleton's decision and most inside the organization have attempted to broadcast that when possible, um, is created dynamic that sparked curiosity throughout the sport. Middleton has not made his decision about the manager according to three sources. It's not a matter of internal debate nor a power struggle. Middleton continued to do his due diligence on the matter Monday and required a trip outside Philadelphia. This is from Gelb yesterday. Um, Potential candidates to replace Kapler have engaged the Phillies, sometimes through back-channel communication to gain a feel for what the club's thinking. That is fascinating. He goes on to say, No one but Middleton has a feel right now for what the Phillies are thinking. It's very possible Kapler was guaranteed one year on remaining on his contract or turns to in 2020. The Phillies for now have indicated that they don't feel pressured to act just because several other teams have opening and their managers available. Um, it is a... Uh, it, it's really... An interesting situation, as he alluded to in that that uh, that paragraph there, Gelb saying that that managers who might be interested and and they've been linked multiple people, John Morosi linked him to Dusty Baker yesterday, Buck Showalter they've been linked to incessantly and and for good reason. Showalter obviously knows Clintac and McPhail from Baltimore and um and obviously it seems like John Middleton and Buck Showalter would would be connecting if that were going down. So. Um, Look, that's part of the process, and I appreciate that that Middleton is gauging what's out there and what they would do in those types of situations. But at the same time, it also it makes it a really precarious situation because if Middleton does decide to bring Gabe Kapler back, then all of a sudden he's created a situation where Kapler is reading and seeing all this stuff about Middleton being you know courted by some of these people and talking to Schultz, and ultimately Middleton could say, "Well, I chose you," and and that's the point, but. Um, with Gabe Kapler, who's apparently coming to the office every day and still doing his job, it really, it just feels like a, a sticky situation. It just feels very precarious in terms of them believing in him and him managing this team moving forward and all that. So, And yet again, as, as long as this thing drags, drags out, it really feels like he probably will be back. Um, so I don't know which way it's going to go, but it's really become a fascinating story in baseball. The idea that this team is still making this decision and that there's so much going on and that, you know, if Middleton is going to move on from Kapler, then keep Clintac and McPhail, a front office that is absolutely defending and arguing for Kapler. Then all of a sudden that creates an, an interesting divide and, and more on that later in terms of the, the thing, you know, sides. Um, interesting nugget from the Todd Zalecki piece yesterday as well. He said the Phillies front office is not making the call on Kapler, but it has made other changes. The athletic reported head athletic trainer Scott Sheridan and assistant athletic trainer Chris Mudd did not have their contracts renewed. The front office dismissed pitching coach Chris Young last week. 
Charlie Manuel will not return as hitting coach, though he will return to his front office advisor's role. So that means the Phillies will be looking for a new hitting coach, pitching coach, two athletic traders, and a scouting director. This is a lot to do this offseason. And again, we don't even know if the manager is coming back yet. Um, so look, it seems like the Phillies are clearly positioning things. They're making moves, you know, moving Chris Young out. I think everyone on the planet can be happy about that. I think Chris Young's approval rating was as low as any pitching coach I remember in Philly. Really, really low. So I think moving on from Chris Young after one year admitting that mistake is a, a good thing. Moving on from Maley was a good thing. It'll be interesting to see what they do there if they bring in a veteran hitting coach. Pitching coach, how about bringing in Mickey Calloway? Former Mets manager who did not work out as a manager but is an outstanding pitching coach. Was was just brilliant with the Indians, and that's obviously how he got the manager's job. So if he's interested in that, that's a interesting name. Some of the experience now, obviously. Um, I think got a bad rap as, the, you know, made the mistakes as a Mets manager, but ultimately is someone who was a great, great pitching coach. But... Um, it's just going to be really interesting to see what they do with Kapler and to know that Middleton is talking to players and talking to potential managerial candidates. And um, it seems that he's really just doing a really meticulous, thorough job of trying to figure out what to do. And again, I, I, I appreciate that. And we'll talk about that in just a minute, but uh, in more depth. But again, um, I do think it is a, a weird situation where Gabe Kapler is kind of just hanging on here and no one knows what his fate is. And, that's what makes me think he'll come back in a way that it, it almost seems um, cruel at that point to, to make him wait in the wind this long just to fire him. But it seems certainly possible also if they're being linked to all these other managers. So it's really, I, I don't know which way this goes. I don't know. It's become impossible to read and, and it's flipped so many times. Ultimately, I think, again, we all can feel pretty confident whether good or bad. And obviously, I think we all know how I feel about that. But that Klintag and McPhail are coming back. So the question is, will Gabe? And again, the longer it goes on, the more I feel like he will. But um, I don't know what to believe anymore. With, with again, if Buck Showalter's name keeps coming across my face and I keep seeing that, and then and Dusty Baker's being thrown at me and all these names, that it makes me believe that they have real interest in potentially moving on from Gabe Kapler. And with that in mind, it's just, again, it's a gregarious situation that, that – um, Part of me feels they're going to bring him back, but part of me feels, how do you bring him back after this whole process? So, I, I'm, again, I really don't know. I really will not be shocked either way what happens. I think at this point, if I had to bet, if you, you know, forced me and said, you, you know, your, your, your house is on the line, your life is on the line, whatever it is, you have to bet this. Um, I would probably bet that he keeps his job at this point, which I would have absolutely, I said like 98% chance I thought he'd lose his job prior to the end of the season. But at this point, the longer this goes on, again, just because it feels um, almost, uh, you know, like they wouldn't do that to him if they are going to stay this long. Um, maybe Middleton's just doing all this meticulous research. Say, all right, I made all the research. Kapler's the guy. We're keeping him. Um, but um, I don't know. And, again, it's just either way, I don't think it's a great look. I know that, um, Again, it can be discussed. It can be argued that, that it is, and we will in a sec discuss both sides of it, but um, that is a good thing and meticulous and thorough and all that. But at the same time, for the fan base, for the organization, it really doesn't seem like they have a plan at the moment. And uh, I know people are frustrated. So coming up, let's dive into that. Let's dive into the the two sides of the coin here, the real Middleton decision, because I could see from both sides, and we don't really know, but um, I think the vast majority of people believe it is not a great 
look for the Phillies, but um, there is another side to it. We'll dive into that coming up. It's Phillies Today with James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today, James Seltzer. Um, I want to dive back into this, discussing the Middleton thing, and, and just looking at it from John Middleton's perspective, because I do think that there are two sides to this coin, and the one side is the side that I think we've all talked about a lot. And I think the vast majority of the fan base feel, I think it's the predominant belief is that Middleton just doesn't have a plan. And what he's doing right now is um, waffling and there's indecision. And and how could he not have spoken to players before the end of the season? How could he not have had an idea that this decision was coming up and that he'd have to be prepared for it when all these other teams that move on from managers had no problem making that decision at the end of the season? They knew enough about the guy they had to say he's the guy or he's not the guy. Um, And I think these are fair criticisms. Uh, Look, and I think, again, it is possible that that is the situation where Middleton just doesn't really have an idea of, of... what to do here in a situation where his GM, a guy who he called an elite GM seven months ago and he believes in, you theoretically you would think, and it certainly seems like he's coming back, and Matt Klintak is is fighting for Gabe Kapler and saying, you got to give this guy a chance. He's the right guy. And then, um, you know, those are his baseball people. That's who Middleton hired and is supposed to believe in. So um, to, to waffle on it and to go the other way and to not be sure what to do, I think that that is um, – it's a tough situation. I get it. I really do. I think it's a really tough situation for Middleton to be in, but um, obviously at the same time, you would think that that means that maybe he shouldn't trust Klentak, but that's a separate side of this issue. So I think that the criticism that Middleton is um, potentially without a plan and kind of um, not uh, maybe involved in the wrong ways in trying to steward this franchise forward. And that right now with this kind of swirling information coming out about different managers and all this, that it, it's created a, a bad situation for this team. And again, from a fan perspective, I could tell you that I think the majority of the fan base is frustrated and is upset about how this has played out. They're upset that Klentak's coming back already. And then for it to have this long delay and... Um, you know, you want you want decisiveness out of an owner as a fan. You want someone who, who seems like they have a real handle on what they're doing and and what they you know want their team to be and, and giving it all the assets it has to be successful and putting smart people in smart decisions. So I understand it. I think it's a really fair criticism or at least a fair belief in what could be happening. And and I think there could be merit to it. There could be a real belief there that, that or that could be real truth there but the flip side and it's not something you know we talk about a ton but I, I do think that there it has to be mentioned that there is at least the possibility that the thorough meticulous part of this isn't the worst thing ever is the idea that you know in any business you would want to make an informed decision you would want to Look at all the information in front of you, all the facts. You wouldn't want to just make a knee-jerk reaction because people want you to make a decision or because people believe you should make a decision. You know, you could argue that Middleton didn't want to do it in the season. He wanted to get a real feel for people, what they would say outside of the locker room once the season is over, not subject to potentially seeing Kaplan the next day or whatever. And also not whether mired in a, in a race, at least for part of it. So, um I, I think there is, is some merit to that being possible, at least. And the idea that 
when the future of the franchise is involved, when these decisions are so important. And and again, to my point before, that if he truly believes in McClintock, which it seems he does because, look, he's keeping him here. McClintock isn't going anywhere, it seems. So if he believes in Clintock, who is a staunch supporter of Gabe Kapler, you can understand why John Middleton would want to take the time to say, all right, what should I do here? And that it would be smart for him to connect with people like Buck Showalter and people like Dusty Baker and whoever he might want, might be interested in to fill that role if he does move on from Kapler because you don't want to fire Kapler and then not have any candidates you feel good about waiting there to take the job after that. So I, I really, I think it's a, a uh, you could argue that what Middleton's doing is smart and that you know, any businessman would want all the information they could have in front of them and would want to really take their time with an important decision like this. And and I understand that. I think, look, that could be the right thing. It could be what happening. We often, as fans, have a tendency to react quickly and to want action. And look, I think in this specific case, it's it's justified. We've waited a really long time around here in this city for a competitive playoff baseball team. It's been eight years since they made the playoffs. I think it's fair to expect more. I think it's fair to demand more. So I understand it, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I also think that, that it's probably not a good reason for an owner to make a, a potentially franchise-altering decision. So I do think there's merit to the argument that John Middleton is, is doing the right thing and how he's handling this process. I do. I think my issue with that way of thinking is that it goes for me higher up the the chain. The idea that I think Matt Clintac has proven over his four years here that he is not the man for the job he is in, that there are smarter people in baseball who do that job better. And in a sport where, you know, it has become a really smart, intelligence-driven sport, the best teams are teams that are finding market inefficiencies that are winning on the margins. I mean, look at the Tampa Bay Rays in the playoffs. The, the Dodgers continue to do it. The Indians do it year after year. All these teams, the Oakland A's year after year, where um, these teams that are, are smart and smartly run and make smart decisions do win. The Houston Astros, a perfect example, um, again. So uh, Brian Cashman with the Yankees for years and years. So, uh, you know, I think that um, – <clears throat> It is crucial in in baseball as much as any sport, if not more. I think in other sports, maybe you can stumble into things sometimes. Maybe not all sports, but in baseball, you really can't. You need to be run intelligently, and I don't think the Phillies have been for the last four years, and I think the evidence is very clearly, I mean, look, again, you can even take the 80 and 82 and then 81 and 81 seasons off the table. And if you want to give them breaks for injuries and this and that, even though the Yankees had more injuries than any team in baseball this year and cruised into the ALCS right now with, without a problem, they have overcome a lot of injuries. So um, that excuse doesn't really fly with me as much as, as they make it make you want it to, essentially. But... Even taking that off the table, as I've said many times, my biggest issue with Clintag and this administration is that there's no depth of talent throughout the organization. They don't have guys to come up and help from the inside. Young players who can make a difference. And I'm talking about 
depth of players, bullpen arms you can bring up, all this type of stuff. And they also don't have the super high-end guys. There's no Ronald Acuna here. There's no Pete Alonso. There's no Juan Soto. We don't have those guys. Bryce Harper's that guy, and they had to go pay him. But they don't have those young guys you can control for a really long time and can kind of carry your team. Ronald Acuna is a superstar. We don't have anyone like that here in Philadelphia. And I do think that that is a... uh, it's an indictment of Matt Clentag and of this organization. They've had time to build from the bottom up, and that's the easiest way to build, to be bad. And they haven't found a way to, to really infuse talent into this organization. They've had bad drafting philosophies, bad organizational philosophies. The offensive approach, we've seen it. You know, They seem to be behind the times always. They always seem to be just a step or two behind. And, and in a sport where everyone's always ahead of the curve more and more and more and more, that's, that's a death knell. So... I think that my issue with this whole situation with Middleton, again, I already laid out why I think it's, you could argue that he is handling this correctly in terms of the, the weight to do this and the time he's taking. But um, I, I think the bigger issue for me is that I don't trust his decision-making in terms of keeping Matt Klintek around after seeing what has happened, where the organization's at, and at a pivot point where they really need to, to, they need to seize the day. I mean, they have Bryce Harper entering his age 27 season. They have Romuto. They have a core of guys here that are, are the age where they need to make a run if they're going to make a run. And this is an imperatively, incredibly important offseason with, again, a list of decisions to make outside of just on the field we talked about. And that's not even talking about rebuilding the bullpen and, and trying to sign Garrett Cole, which seems like a must signing at this moment. Um, there's just a lot of things like that that... Um, put this franchise in a very precarious spot moving into the future and it worries me and it concerns me and, and I do worry that Clintac coming back and it's implied that you know, Clintac has one more year to make it work and that's fine um, and you, you hope that, that they'll spend money and, and you hope they win whether or not it means Clintac stays or not but I, I don't have high hopes for that and thus um, I worry about Middleton and, and his decision making in this situation because of that and again it's not just because of the weight but I do lean more towards the potential that that maybe he doesn't have the handle on it he needs then I do lean towards the idea that, that he's decisive in making the right decisions because again I don't I don't trust the front office that he has put in place and again it seems like he might not trust it either again if he is willing to move on from Gabe Kaplan we don't know that he is that means he's going against the, the front office. And, and maybe he's just saying, all right, Matt, I trust you, but not on this specific thing because you hired Gabe and that's your guy. But I don't know. It just um, it just feels like a very precarious situation all around for this franchise, a franchise that has been so geared up and ready to move forward and to finally get back to being a playoff team and to having fun baseball in October and, and in deep into September here in Philadelphia. And um, it seems like we're on the cusp of that, and all of a sudden it's really – taking a turn and now it's a, a precarious future both in the near term and the long term with the 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 lack of talent throughout the organization the lack of great drafting the importance of the scouting director position they have to fill this offseason there's just so much to be done and so many important decisions to be made and and we don't know if the people making those decisions ultimately are the right people to make them and that's why it is such a uh nerve-wracking scary offseason that we're embarking on and hopefully we'll get some more clarity very soon about Gabe it seems like we will and then we can move on to the next issue and the next issue but right now um, I think the fan base is nervous and 
there's a lot of angst, and I, I get it. And that's something the Phillies are going to have to work against, and they're going to have to make moves, and they're going to have to find ways to um, kind of turn this around. And, and I think, look, I do think that, I, again, I don't know what will happen, but if he does fire Kapler and bring in someone a little more old school like that, I show Walter B- Baker, I think that's something the fan base would absolutely be on board with. I think they would maybe forgive the Klintak thing with that, at least the majority of them. But I, I don't know if that will make enough of a difference towards winning, which is what ultimately matters. But I do think that would be something that, the fan base would appreciate if he doesn't. I, it's going to be really interesting to see how they react. Either way, we'll continue to talk about it here and uh, continue to talk about this wild off season that we're already a few, you know, 10 days into or whatever, and it's, uh, it's just going to get crazier from here, I think, and hopefully soon we'll have at least some clarification on a big decision for the franchise. Until then, we'll be back. So thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.